Welcome to the Podiatry Business Podcast, brought to you by your host, Lorcan O'Donnella, podiatrist and health business mentor. The podcast that is designed to help current and aspiring podiatry clinic owners to make the most of their clinic, turning it into a true business that can work without them, allowing them the freedom to earn more, work less, and live a better life. Welcome to episode 21 of the Podiatry Business Podcast with myself, Lorcan O'Donnell, podiatrist and health business mentor. The title of today's podcast is What Have I Learned From The Lockdown? So we're about um, five weeks into being back in work full time here in Ireland and uh, most other countries are in a similar situation. They're back now a number of weeks. While we haven't Only today, we're pretty much 99% back as a country economically. Um, In the podiatry profession, we have been able to come back much earlier than others as we're looked on an essential service, which is wonderful. But the last few weeks have been pretty hectic. We've been, um, like most podiatry clinics, we've been dealing with the backlog, which does not seem to be lifting. We're continuously busy in our clinic. But it's given me a few weeks to kind of come back from the idea of um, dealing with the fact that we weren't able to open, weren't able to to generate any income and mentally start to re- reflect on what has the whole process taught me because what you have to do in business is you have to continuously reflect on the difficulties that you have in business. In every difficulty, there's an opportunity, opportunities to learn um, what could I have done better? What am I missing? And if you're not taking those opportunities to self-reflect and black box thinking, it be, would be what they call it. There's a, a great book I'd recommend called Black Box Thinking. And essentially what we're talking about here is the ability to self-appraise any difficulties, any upsets, um, anything that did not go the, one, the way you wanted to, that you can look back on it um, and dispassionately to some degree figure out what happened and how can I make sure that I'm prepared for the next time something like this happens. So I've been doing that when it comes to the lockdown. Obviously, I'm hoping there's not going to be a pandemic every few years, but the shock of a downturn or a lack of cash or um, or a lack of turnover is something that... Um, it's probably going, probably going to happen throughout my business career at some stage. I'd be a fool to think otherwise. Recessions come um, and we're in the middle of one now and quite possibly one of the the, the uh, biggest recessions we're going to see in our lifetime. It might be short, but we're still going to see one. Now, I'm in my early 40s and the idea that there won't be another recession as long as I'm working um, is pure fiction. So I need to look back now, see what I learned and how can I make sure I'm prepared for the next time? So I just wanted to kind of share my thoughts with you on that today. So the first thing that I, I, I noticed is um, that the, the saying that cash is king really is true. So when you have um, a business to run, you're going to have bills coming in every day, every week, no matter what. During the lockdown, you would have had to have paid your electricity. You would have probably had to pay some sort of rent. You may well have had to pay some sort of um, staffing levels um, and so forth. And it's impossible to pay these bills or to keep 
the business going if you don't have any cash in the bank or you don't have any cash coming in. Now, most businesses had little or no cash coming in. We had very little um, in our podiatry clinic coming in because, as I said, we had to close. We could only see emergencies. Um, and we were trying to do as many of those as we could um, from a distance. And in fact, the ones that we were seeing, we weren't even charging the people. So we can all be guilty of um, focusing on the turnover, how much um, we invoice. But at the end of the day, if you don't actually have cash in at hand right now, you are not going to be able to pay your bills. Going to the bank or going to the electricity board or going to your to your landlord and saying, look, um, I've got these invoices drawn up and it'll eventually get cash. will only get you so far. You need to have cash in hand. And best practice is that you have up to three months of cash um, on hand. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have it in actual hard cash. You could have a line of credit from your bank. Um, you may have it in savings, um, personal savings or whatever. But what the coronavirus lockdown really showed was that those businesses that had not thought this out had, were living from hand to mouth, were living from um, week to week when it comes to cash flow. And I've been there, um, were the ones that were immediately in trouble. And they're the ones that now I notice here in Ireland, and I'm not just talking about podiatry clinics, that when they're allowed to reopen, are unable to do so despite the government assistance because they've simply run out of money. They don't have the cash behind them to put into the changes they need to make in their business to be to allow them to open, stay profitable while still socially distancing. So why, where you will see people talk about their turnover, and I've been guilty of this in the past, um, and their profit even, at the end of the day, cash is king. You as a clinic owner need to make sure that you have enough cash puts, put aside to get you through any sort of problem that may arise, such as um, if you're working on your own, maybe you get sick, maybe you break your arm, uh, maybe a staff member walks out on you. Whatever it happens to be, you need to make sure that you're chipping away and putting money aside. Um, it might be just a small percentage every week, which is what I would do in my business and I recommend my, my clients to. They simply put maybe 5 or 10% of their, of their um, cash they take in every week. They move that to a separate account. That's harder to take the money out of. It's, it's, it's not something they can pop in uh, online and move the money over and back. It needs to be something that's a little bit more difficult. They physically maybe need to walk to the, to the bank, meaning they're less likely to touch that. That money will build up and over time then they get to the point where they have sufficient cash behind them to, to get them through um, situations such as a recession or um, like we've just had a significant lockdown. The second thing I've noticed um, during the lockdown and that, that really was reaffirmed for, by the um, pandemic was you have to have a plan. You have to continually be planning. Most businesses, most podiatry clinics, the owner tends to go in every day, park in the same um, place, go into work and do the same thing every day and it hasn't really thought maybe beyond uh, Friday. Uh, you need to be thinking uh, a year ahead, five years ahead with va kind of generalized ideas of where it is you want to go but you need to get more specific from um, quarter to quarter essentially uh, that each quarter you're achieving um, something that allows you to move towards your ultimate goal which is the one of the five-year goals so what, I, what do I mean by this an example might be in my own business where 
what I want to do is I want to make sure that I have a business that runs without me, that um, generates enough profit for my family that should I be sick or unable to go to work, that it runs itself and still provides my family with financial security. So I might do that by scaling up my business. So uh, quarter by quarter, I might take on a new staff member. I might take on a new marketing project. Um, We might be putting money aside and so forth. But by planning and chipping away at it, we're slowly and surely getting towards our goals. However, most businesses don't do this. And even after the lockdown, what's happening is a lot of podiatry clinics are going back to business the exact same way they were before. They haven't reflected on what's happened and what what the lockdown has taught them. And they have no plan going forward. This means that when something else pops up with this large recession coming um, or any other issue that may arise over the next year or two, they're not in a better position than they were before the lockdown started. Now, when I say planning, I don't mean that you necessarily have to have this big, massive plan. Yes, you need to think long term, but you also need to plan the small stuff. You need to start to implement systems into your business, even such as how do I want the phone answered when I'm not there? How do I want patients treated when I'm not there? You need to start to plan how am I going to know my numbers so that I know what my profit is uh, daily what my break-even point is, what is the average amount of appointments patients um, come in for, and so forth. You need to be able to um, have a system to make sure that you're collecting the invoices that you generate. Um, it's surprising the number of businesses that uh, generate invoices and then uh, forget to collect them. Just this week, um, we received an invoice um, from a company that we use for consumables based that are based in the UK from seven months ago. Now, we had this conversation with them six months ago where we pointed out we'd paid the bill. In fact, they sent us an invoice last month for one pound. However, they're so uh, disorganized that they, they can't tell whether they sent the invoice before or whether we paid them before. So that's the kind of business that's not going to survive when they come to a situation like the recession we're about we're entering right now. So you need to start to plan. Don't go back to the same thing you were doing before. Make sure you make some uh, changes for the positive going forward. The third thing I've noticed from um, this experience has been that great marketing will drive your business. Now, I kind of knew this beforehand, but this has really been driven home for us as a clinic and for my own clients. But I'll talk about my own clinic. So throughout the lockdown, um, we continued to make phone calls to our patients. We continued to put blogs up online and Facebook and so forth, um, even though we weren't able to see those patients. Now, Simply picking up the phone to your patient and keeping connection with them, that's marketing. That's good quality service. So it meant that when we were ready to open our clinic again, we had a waiting list of over 150 people. Two weeks out before we were opening, when we were given told that this was going to happen, we were able to go in and we were able to turn on our uh, marketing system, um, which is 75, 80% automated, and we were able to generate Um, new leads which we turn into patients this has resulted in us um, being back five weeks and having a uh, utilization rate or how full we have been of 95 percent plus consistently 
Um, why is this happening? Um, well, it's happening because we have a good marketing system. We're able to, um, our, our marketing system drives more new patients to our clinic than it does any other of our competitors, meaning we generate more cash and more profit, which we can put back into the marketing. So the person who can outspend, there's a saying that the person who can outspend their competitors in marketing will be the most successful business. But that's not quite true. It also has to be the person who has the smartest marketing. But if you have good quality, smart marketing that is lead generating, and it's not in a lot of cases, a lot of podiatry clinics, and you have the budget behind you as you scale up, you will be able to to weather any financial storm that's coming your way. The fourth thing I've noticed, um, or that's been reaffirmed to me through the lockdown, um, is that we are in a fantastic niche as podiatrists. Uh, one of my members of staff, my admin team, commented there last week to me because we were just so exceptionally busy that you, we're in a fantastic niche yes we are absolutely in a fantastic niche podiatry there are there aren't many podiatrists out there we um to the public seems somewhat unusual they're not exactly sure what we do which is an opportunity for us to make ourselves appear um more valuable um, more unique than our than our um, other allied health professions such as physiotherapists who are to a penny I'm afraid to say so yes we're in a fantastic niche however what I noted to her was there are a lot of podiatrists out there who are still struggling who are not busy we are, we are. so yes we're in a fantastic niche but if you haven't got your good quality training your quality marketing if you're not approaching your clinic as a true business and applying business principles then being in a fantastic niche is not a lot of use to you so if you're listening to this you're coming back to your clinic and you're thinking yeah all i have to do is be a podiatrist and i'll be fine you're mistaken yes it's it's certainly an advantage but you need to start to study business principles and you need to apply those principles to make sure that you end up with a business that is more secure and able to uh, withstand anything that's coming its way. The fifth thing that I've noticed from this lockdown and this experience has been that it has been worth paying for great advice. Now, in my own life, I have a... Uh, very good accountant he's not the type of accountant that you simply bring your accounts to once a year he tells you your tax bill and then he hands you your his bill i've had that in the past and while they've been very nice they've not been not a lot of use to me my accountant is very expensive i hope he's not listening to this um, because i think he's worth every single penny because he goes above and beyond the ordinary accountant he presents me with advice that allows my business to flourish and he understands the goals and where we're heading to go now i may not take every single uh, all the advice from him you have to remember that an accountant is there to kind of save you money so he might look at some of the marketing we do and suggest we don't do so um or that we're top heavy on the admin team or that it's better that i go back and treat patients now i'm not going to take all of his advice however when it comes to the financials his advice is well worth paying for 
and in our own case, it has resulted in our business being in a healthy financial position, which means that should we have a second wave or a second lockdown, we will be able to weather it and we will be able to reopen and all our staff will be able to um, come back to their jobs. This is probably something that most businesses cannot sustain. I can't I can't imagine that most businesses will be in a position should we have a second lockdown just like the first that they'll open again just no problem that um without any financial issues. I have a number of different advisors um all of whom I've kept all of whom I've kept paying throughout the lockdown even though we weren't able to open the business. And even though I'm a coach myself I feel everybody should have at least one advisor or coach, mentor, whatever it is you want to call it, whether you pay them or not. Somebody who has been there, done that, and has expertise in that field. Now, you're not going to get any coach that has expertise in everything. So I wouldn't be an expert in employment law in every single country. I would advise my clients to get advice in that area. Um, I wouldn't be uh, an expert in accounting um, by a long shot. I would advise all my clients to do that. I have a number of coaches. I have um, Google Ads coach. I have Facebook Ads coach. I have a normal coach. Um, I mentioned my um, accountant, stroke financial coach. The more people you have to help you, the better it'll be, and the, the they will see the things that you're missing, and will allow your business to make the most of every opportunity that comes its way, and to put it in a position that they can weather any sort of storm that comes uh, comes along. So if you're listening to this and you don't have somebody like that, you have a number of opportunities or a number of, of chances. You can um, look around for somebody who's done this before. Now, it might be a coach like me that you have a structured program that you um, work through to get you towards your goal. It might not be a coach um, that you can pay. You may be in a position where you're only starting your business and you're not ready or financially able to afford to have a one-on-one coach. If that's the case, then I suggest you look around for another clinic owner who's happy to give you some advice. It might be over a coffee or so forth. Um, it might be an, uh, somebody who owns a business that's not even in your um, line of work. And it might be uh, a hairdresser. It might be a shop owner who's, and so forth. You'll find that um, in a lot of countries that the government will provide you with uh, mentorship. So here in Ireland, you can get free mentorship from what we call our local enterprise offices. And if you're not taking these sort of things up, then you're making a mistake. Take the help that's out there for you. You can't do it alone. You can't possibly know everything. Um, Even the best coaches out there have somebody else that they can sit down and talk to um, on a regular basis. And it's an important part of building your business beyond the position that you're in right now. So before I wrap up for today, I would ask you to sit down. If you're just coming back, which I know um, a lot of podiatrists are in in certain countries, they're not long back and probably they are busy because they've been dealing with the backlog of all the patients they've been unable to see for the last two or three months. But when you get a moment, take a pen and paper out, sit down and reflect on what you've learned from your lockdown, just like I have done. What? weaknesses did you have going into your lock into the lockdown 
What weaknesses have you found throughout that maybe you didn't have enough cash, maybe you didn't have enough expertise in certain areas? And how can you address these so that should there be a second wave or should there be a more mundane recession um, in the next few years, downturn, whatever it happens to be, that you're prepared for it and that you financially don't suffer as a clinic owner and that your business continues to thrive and your patients continue to be seen. So until next week, this is Lorcan O'Donnell signing off.